You're listening to the iZombie Podcast slash We Don't Want to Wait Marshmallow Podcast Spectacular, the last one, the last crossover for now. Oh. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. And we are talking about two huge things that uh, wrap up uh, until July 26th, the Veronica of Mars franchise, and that would be the movie and the web series Play It Again, Dick. And uh, just to tell everybody right off the bat, um, we are going to be, uh, well, if you're on the iZombie feed, um, we will be back after um, the new episodes start airing. And we will be uh, doing our weekly regular show uh, to celebrate the final season and perhaps a bonus episode or two. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, As for We Don't Want to Wait, we're going to be on a little hiatus until uh, Veronica Mars returns. And then we'll be back on duty. <laughs> yeah, so for we don't want to wait, just watch our zombie. Yeah, please. <laughs> just listen, watch our zombie and listen to our, our zombie podcast. Yes. Um, so, are we excited to talk about the movie? Yes. All right. This was big. I mean, this was huge. This, this was is huge. what started it all. Mm-hmm. Right? You well, got all these reboots. Is it? I don't remember. Is, I mean, you have Firefly all these reboots. got there first. Yeah, but see, I think of Firefly more as like the Star Trek thing, mm. where you have the Star Trek movies, yeah, rather than a reboot or a um, revival, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we were pretty unhappy with how the third season ended, I believe, and uh, it, it's so good that we have, uh, you know, at least a, a be- what what would have been a better ending, I think. <laughs> Well, I mean, what's so interesting is if it had continued as a series, she would have been in the FBI. But since they got a movie to wrap it up, she's gone back to PIing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. And, you know, it, it's amazing. I wish we could talk to Rob Thomas again. <laughs> I, I, I'm. He's told me uh, that he'll probably uh, pop on our podcast uh, towards the end of the I Zombie Run. I mean, and we we so we hopefully. just need to get him back so we can like psychoanalyze, so we can like <laughs> Rob. Come on, <laughs> you just you have this cheery outer, you know, facade, but deep inside you're so dark, man. You're so dark. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Uh, I, I did some, I wrote some notes kind of talking about, uh, what led up to the creation of the movie. Um, so Rob went around to people he knew at Warner Brothers to get some interest drummed up for the movie. You know, they'd always been talking about doing a movie after the series ended. Um, but Warner Brothers ruled that they didn't have the financial incentive. They... Uh yeah, uh, yeah, because okay, let's talk about this Kickstarter thing because this this is when the Kickstarter thing was just getting started. Was the Kickstarter thing more of a pr- promotional, more of a marketing thing or did it raise all the money for the movie? Like did Warner Brothers just want them to do do the Kickstarter just to get eyes on, you know, just to get it in the zeitgeist and get people talking about the movie? Well, I mean, they had a goal of 2 million dollars. Uh-huh. And you don't make a movie for $2 million. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm assuming it was a – I remember reading back in the time. It was as if – it was like they needed like just $2 million to raise on their own and then you know Warner Brothers would kick in their, their part. 
Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that worked. But at the time, Warner Brothers was like, well, they looked at the ratings for the final season, and they had uh, Veronica Mars had 2.5 million viewers for season three. And, and the CW would love to have those numbers now. Yeah. And they, they did some math. They were like, okay, if every one of those viewers paid $12 to see the movie, they would earn about $30 million, which is way below the production budget of uh, like other TV to movie uh, adapt- adaptations. Uh, Sex in the City, their budget was $65 million. Serenity was $39 million. So they're just like, no, this, this doesn't work. <laughs> and since Warner Brothers owned Veronica Mars, Rob couldn't even go to another studio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after he saw a musician friend of his uh, launch a successful Kickstarter, he thought, hmm, maybe that could work. Um, so he said the trouble was actually trying to convince Warner Brothers to let them use Veronica Mars. So they, uh, you probably remember this, uh, they got Kristen, uh, Jason, Ryan, Enrico, uh, and of course Rob uh, together. They got they got together and shot a film, like teasing that there might be one in the works, uh, kickstarted. And it went completely viral. And, you know, as a result of being viral, it even went, you know, got shared within Warner Brothers and got the executives pretty excited about it. And mm. uh, Enrico uh, Colantoni was the only one who was just like, I'm old. I don't understand the Internet, you know. And, and he was like, <laughs> like you know, there, we're basing our efforts on a rumor that fans wanted to see the Veronica Mars movie. There, It's not a given that fans will actually come out for this thing. But um, – so, so they decided to, to put it to work. March 12th, 2013, uh, Rob's launched the Kickstarter asking for $2 million. Uh, and uh, so it, it, it went really quick. Okay, so the first backer that donated, donated $100. Uh, within 30 seconds, they made 1000 Within an hour, they made 123000 Within 2.5 hours, $500,000. Uh, four hours, they hit a million. Just four hours, they're halfway there. <laughs> Wow. And ten, 10 hours after launch, they hit $2 million. Uh, altogether, uh, 91,585 Kickstarter backers raised $5.7 million for the Veronica Mars movie. And you were one of them, right? I was one of them. I'm getting the emails still. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get a script. Maybe I did, and I just, I don't, I don't know. What, what level were you at? What? what? I thought I gave fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars? Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually wrote down some of the uh, the higher goals, which I thought they were, in, you know, fun. And I don't know if you're like a super fan of Veronica Mars, it, it doesn't take much to uh, get get a piece of this uh, the project. I mean, they made it pretty easy. You know, pull back the curtains. I I've helped out with uh, my friend Derek with the Brian Austin Green podcast, and there are some really huge fans of Nine Hundred Two and O, and they will pay so much, like Buku bucks, uh, to you know get a chance to be in a room with a with a Nine Hundred Two and O castmate. <laughs> I mean, that, well, look, we don't understand it because we just we we're just you know whatever lowly. But there are people with a lot of disposable income. Yes. So here, here's uh, here's some of the uh, goals. Okay, ten thousand dollars. You donate ten thousand dollars, you can get a speaking role. Um, and who hey, will you point out the person that got the speaking role? Did somebody get a speaking role? I, I'll tell you. It, it was the okay. uh, it was the YouTuber that kind of introduces the James Franco uh, video in the movie. That was the Kickstarter backer. I, so. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that very memorable part. 
Uh, $8,000, you can name a character in the movie and be a be- background extra along with the lunch, along with lunch with the cast. Uh, so gosh, eight, like disposable, $8,000, you can, you can be a part of a movie, you know, that's, that's not a lot for somebody, you know, daddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just $3,000, you get to be a background extra and just spend the day on the set. Veronica Mars. I mean, imagine, you know. Uh, just seven hundred and fifty dollars. Two tickets to the red carpet movie premiere in LA. Mm. Uh, Six hundred dollars. Kristen Bell records a personalized video greeting for you. You decide what she says as long as it's within the bounds of good taste. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. Kristen Bell records your outgoing voicemail. Uh, that would be awesome. Four hundred fifty dollars. You you get VIP seating at the San Diego Comic Con panel. <laughs> Mm. And uh, the last one I wrote down, uh, $400, Rob Thomas and Kristen Bell will follow you on Twitter for an entire year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so those, I, I, I will admit, I was aware of it, um, but I never, I never donated it. Oh, gosh, I was, I was completely <laughs> broke at the time. $15 yeah. was just all I could spare. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't do a lot, you know. There's so many Patreons and things out there that I'd love to be a part of, but then I'm like, ah, I mm-hmm. can't commit. <laughs> oh, I, I would really love to know how I could stop subscribing to the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody could help me out with that, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the movie, I, I, I was going to ask you, um, uh, how did you watch this movie for the first time? Because I'm pretty sure it's probably the same way as I did. I don't know. Do you don't remember? Did you go to the movie theaters and see Veronica Mars the movie? No, I'm sure it didn't play here. Yeah, exactly. That that's the same. Same as me. There's no way Veronica okay. Mars the Veronica Mars movie was playing in Vermont. <laughs> uh huh. Um, the cool thing was it was released on video on demand the same day as it was released in theaters, and that's how I watched it. Like the opening night of Veronica Mars, I was in my living room. <laughs> I, I d- yeah. It. See, I don't. I don't remember. I swear, I can't. Uh, I have no idea. Well, that was at the end of my last binge watch of Veronica Mars. I, I I binged watched it when it first was just off the air and people were like, dude, watch Veronica Mars. And I was like, all right, already. It's already canceled. Mm-hmm. Why bother? Just watch it, you know? So I watched it and enjoyed it. And then, you know, during my rewatch, during my watch, I, uh, my wife would every once in a while be like, well, who's this uh, plucky blonde that keeps making funny jokes? And I was like, well, that's Veronica Mars. So I ended up doing another rewatch uh, in anticipation of the movie and strung her along and we enjoyed it. And then we watched the movie together. But yeah, this is actually the first time I've uh, rewatched Veronica Mars since then, since he, since 2013. So five oh, years. Oh yeah, me That's too. That's why it's total hazy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Kristen Bell was uh, was pregnant when this all got started, and uh, and uh, she gave birth three months before filming started. So if she looks a little, uh, what do you want to call that? She's she's voluptuous. She is voluptuous. I, she is, uh, but I don't know. It's just a, just a motherly glow. <laughs> yeah, like she's, she's not overweighted. I don't think she's overweighted. She's curvy. She's she curvy. Yeah. Uh, I'm overweight. I don't know. Kristen Bell looks Kristen Bell. <laughs> uh, all right. So March 13th, 2014. Um, it looks like, wow, that's cool. It's uh, just a day over a year since the Kickstarter started. Um, mm. Veronica Mars hit theaters and our TV screens. So, uh, 
I, I wrote a synopsis. I don't know why, but Veronica Mars returns to her ho- hometown in Neptune to investigate the death of a former classmate with her ex-boyfriend, Logan Eccles, being accused of her murder. So shall we go through the movie? Yes. <laughs> I love that the first thing that we hear is a teenage girl saying, I need your help, Veronica. And at- Oh, Logan's that immediately. Cool. Yeah, that immediately draws you in. Yeah. Because how many times, like, how many times did you see somebody ask Veronica for help? And you're, and I mean, and it's exciting, but you know, like, Veronica's like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting me into? Yeah, and we get this pretty cool recap of the show. Um, I think the animation's done pretty well, you know, just Yeah, it, it was really neat. We had just finished the series and we got all these images of the three seasons, you know, all the way back to the beginning. Yep. And and it was a it was a good way if nobody had saw Veronica Mars before, they could see that little uh, the, uh, I mean that just sets the tone, fills you in. This is what you're in for. Right, and between this and the uh, the opening interview, um, you know, fans of the show also get to hear, you know, it's been like nine years and where what, what she's been up to. Um, so she says that rage and distrust drove her and Logan together, and then eventually drove them apart. Um, and she left Neptune at age nineteen, leaving a trail of destruction in her wake. And, uh, yeah, the recap kind of ends showing that last shot of her walking away from the voting voting booth. And, uh, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, the Trail of Destruction is a lot to do with what happens with her dad. You know, she he, he lost his job as sheriff, probably. And we don't really hear anything about him being prosecuted or anything. Maybe he pleaded out or, <laughs> I don't know, like, you give up your job and we won't charge you. Um yeah, with with obstruction of justice. Yeah. And uh, I love how the recap just kind of ends with this, with her, you know, it's her open, her voiceover saying, I've grown up, though. That was the old me. Angry me. Vengeful me. New me. People say I'm a marshmallow. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're at Truman Man, uh, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is there interviewing Veronica. Jamie- yeah, and you're like, hey, I gave $15 and I get Jamie Lee Curtis. She played Kristen's mom in 2010's You Again. I've never seen that movie. Mm, Neither have I. Sounds uh, generic. Yeah, this is uh, this is high profile lawyers, and uh, you know, it's uh, the kind of lawyers that you don't—they don't even go to court. You know. Yeah, this is the kind. These are the kind of lawyers you go to work for to pay off your your law school loans. (laughs) Yeah. And through the interview, and then, we, and then you go do what you want to do. We get uh, we get more details of what she's been up to. Uh, so after season three, so she only did one year of first college. She went to Stanford um, and got a bachelor's in psychology. So she, I, I looked at the map because I just needed to know, like, for you know, plot what what happened to Veronica. So that's actually nine hours away from San Diego, which is you know Neptune area. Mm-hmm. So she made a dramatic like move, <laughs> like I'm mm-hmm. done with Neptune. And then to top it off, then she went to uh, New York City and went to Columbia Law. And uh, I think that's when she started seeing Piz again. Mm. And now she is taking the bar in six weeks. So Veronica Lawyer Mars. Yeah, you get that like sense of urgency of 
and she's at this job interview this sense of urgency you've got to go to neptune but you can't let neptune pull you you know the inertia keep you there you've got to beat this clock you gotta you gotta solve this mystery get logan you know exonerated and get back to your life and take get that job pass the bar continue dating piz right and everything will be fine stay safe don't hurt people um, and, uh, yeah, I like how in, you know, she is a, she is a bachelor's in psychology. So, and in this interview, she is, uh, using it to, uh, self-reflect about how she's, you know, back then she was compulsive. She had addictive personality, uh, possible adrenaline drunk junkie, but that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's not letting this guy rattle her that's asking mm-hmm. about the sex tape. Yep. Do I look ruffled? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love how. You know, she's got that. She's still got the attitude that some jerk like shows her a penis drawing and she does the whole lipstick middle finger thing. <laughs> yeah, it's that whole. I mean, it's like, are we in high school or are we uh, yeah. in it, you know, grown ups in a, you know, in starting our careers? Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, Piz works at NPR now and his boss is Ira Glass, who shows up <laughs> for a cameo. <laughs> Uh, this was shot at an NPR affiliate in Pasadena, and uh, many of the people in the background are uh, staff members of This American Life, so they must have been... Oh, is This American America. Life in California? No, it's uh, New York. This is where it's supposed to oh, take okay. place, but this is shot. This was shot in Pasadena. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we get a little bit more, you know, shading to what's going on with Veronica, like Ira is saying that he's surprised he's has, you know, Veronica is a mystery to these people. And also, you know, she's a mystery to uh, Piz's parents. So, like, she's dating Piz, but she's not, like, committing, you know, she's not. Mm-hmm. There, there's no, like, ring on her finger or anything, you know, to all, your ha- all you hashtag love fans. Um, uh, so that's when Veronica sees that singer Bonnie DeVille was found dead and electrocuted in her bathtub. And she went to high school with her. And it turns out she's actually Carrie Bishop. Or who, uh, uh, Leighton Meester. Yeah. Who could not uh, appear in this movie because, quote, unquote, scheduling conflicts. With Gossip Girl? No, that was over by now. Oh, really? Uh, you know, maybe she was asking for too much. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it, it it does kind of suck because uh, this is the big death. You know, this is this is the per- I mean, I don't know. I, I Yeah, they should have picked another character. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if people don't remember, Carrie was in Mars versus Mars. Uh, she's the one that accused Adam Scott of getting her pregnant, but it turned out to be her friend, uh, Susan Knight, who we'll hear about later. Oh. And then we see her uh, in the great episode, uh, A Trip to the Dentist. The, you know, we see Shelley Pomeroy's party and I think uh, Be- Beaver pukes on her shoes or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, she's now played by Andrea Estrella, lead singer of the band Twin Sister, known now known as Mr. Twin Sister. <laughs> I don't I just I, I wanted to make sure that I had all the facts. Are they from Austin? Uh, actually, no, Long Island. Mm. Uh, our, an, an Austin musician we see next on the street playing We Used to Be Friends. It's uh, Alejandro Escovedo. Did you dig that when she walked out in the street and the, the song was playing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you know, it wasn't like the, it was playing over the credits or anything like that. You know, it, it, it plays at the end of the movie. That's cool. But I don't know. I like the diagenic. It would have been. Know? 
it, it would have been nice to get Dandy Warhouse back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like that. It's like a, it reminds me of uh, the Spider-Man movies. There's a, there's a Spider-Man movie where someone's playing the Spider-Man theme song and then like, you know, busking. <laughs> oh. Um, so and they get into a cab. How quaint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was Uber happening in 2013 yet? I don't think so. If they did, they would have sponsored. Um, <laughs> So Ronick spots a tabloid that shows that Carrie was dating uh, both Sean Frederick Friedrich and Logan. And uh, Sean was the uh, guy from Eccles Family Christmas that was uh, the pretend O-Niner. Oh, He was the one that okay. stole the poker money. And then we yeah. beat up. <laughs> Whose dad was the butler. Yep. Turns out now he's a music video director. And mm. uh, Logan broke up with Carrie after finding out that he was uh, she was cheating on him with her with uh, Sean. Um, but uh, Veronica says she hasn't seen Logan in nine years, and now he's a suspected killer. And we see a video of him yelling at Carrie, and uh, and it, it, that video it was released by uh, Sheriff Dan Lamb, which to, to the average viewer would seem very d- damning that Logan was, you know angry and violent but we've seen you know we've seen that before that's normal logan that's yep. i care about you so much that i'm mad and uh and if you want even more echoes of uh felix tombs another person that logan was accused of murdering uh they say that they found logan passed out next to carrie's dead body or they found him next to her i couldn't quite understand whether they meant really passed out or not <laughs> because i it, think he was passed out uh, he, he his words were he he went in he saw her he didn't see the electrical cord he went to touch her and the next thing he remembered was like being handcuffed or being read his rights or something like that um so uh veronica gets a call from logan while waiting for truman man and, if, and it is veronica i need your help you know oh I just think it's, it's funny just, that there's a picture of him from the show on her phone. <laughs> like she hasn't gotten a new phone in the last nine years or something, or yeah. she's transferred the photos of her contacts. <laughs> just funny. A I swear that's like, a, that's like a picture of like Logan in his, in his like room, uh, you know, the video game room with all like different crap all over the place, you know, in his little puka shells. It's just funny. Um, So Veronica reassures Piz she's going to visit Neptune in a lawyer capacity and also just drop by to see her dad. It's mostly for that. (laughs) But as soon as she walks uh, from the plane, uh, she gets an eye full of Logan in his new outfit. Woo! Swoon. (laughs) Huh? Yep. And what does she say? You should only wear that. Yeah. Uh, next stop, Mars Investigations, where I love Veronica ends up answering the phone. And then Keith is super happy to see her. And then he's like, no, Logan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then we see some on the streets, uh, very, uh, I don't know, dark, dark ghetto. Uh, but the cops are acting all super corrupt, uh, doing a stop and frisk. And Keith pulls out his phone to film them. And they end up yeah, that, that guy that was on that episode of Angel. Oh, I didn't recognize him. Oh, yeah. Every time I see that guy, like I imagined him with horns from that <laughs> angel episode. He was his a name, demon. 
And then, uh, yay, Mac and Wallace visit. And uh, Wallace is a coach. And Mac with a uh, cute, short, blonde haircut now works for Kane Software. Whoa. She sold her soul to the devil. And even more against character, they all crack open a nice cold Budweiser. I know. <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> They just act like it's normal. I don't. I don't understand. That's not normal. Like we do that all the time. Those we just people, sit on the porch. And those drink people Bud. drink Budweiser. No, no. <laughs> IPAs or I don't know something. Also, I don't want to ask this, but where's backup? Is he dead? Is backup dead? I'm sure. Oh. Uh, well, at see- least Keith got out of the apartment, and got a house. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the the office is new too. It doesn't. Oh it doesn't yeah, look like the old office. There, there's some echoes of the old office in there. I mm-hmm. think there's some stained glass, but uh, it's definitely not the same place. Um, and uh, then we go to a beach house, and Dick answers the door with a burp. And uh, yeah, of course he's still living with Logan, and uh, he does note that uh, Veronica's boobs look bigger, and <laughs> she course. notes that uh, so do his. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Logan finds a sex tape of him and Carrie, uh, but it's only taped from the legs. And then we have Mr. Boss uh, show up to uh, sell him on his lawyering. Yeah, to be a slimy lawyer. And he's going to convince the people that that Logan is like, Jesus, what? (laughs) He's going to out of his cave or something? I don't know. uh, Throwing over the temple, the table. Uh, Anyway. I have no idea. He... Uh, yeah, Veronica. She like don't pick him. He she she's the one that isn't he the one that she says he has a punchable face. Yeah. Who's in charge of your social media? <laughs> and oh, he uh, gets yeah. on to he gets on to uh, Logan for being around Dick with his edible brownies, but Dick has a card, their prescription because of <laughs> chronic depression. Yeah, because I guess because of Cassidy. Uh. And then uh, after a day of interviewing lawyers, uh, hashtag love goes to a karaoke bar. Oh, uh, California has the death penalty. Oh, okay. But they don't know. It did then. Don't know. Then we meet our first suspect, which is uh, Ruby Jetson. Okay, this was weird. Why did Logan take Veronica after opening that that suspiciously obvious can of Pepsi, just like the Budweiser? (laughs) Logan takes Veronica to this bar where he knows she's going to be. Yeah. Probably to show her how creepy she is. I don't know. I guess so. And also, she like sings while people boo her. And I got to say, this is not a very good karaoke bar. Because you don't boo people in karaoke. Everybody's Everybody encourages everybody. Yeah, it's kind of tacky. And uh, yeah, Ruby sings to Logan creepily. This is uh, Gabby Hoffman from uh, yeah. Transparent. Which I haven't yeah. seen, but... Yeah. It's good. Very good. She was in Girls. She's a very New York actor. Uh-huh. She's like in New York stuff. Because like, her parents were in the like the Andy Warhol's factory or something. Like she, She's like, you know, what am I trying to say? Like, Arcy? <laughs> yeah. Very, very second generation New York uh, artsy person. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to say? You know, where you, where it's like a... Uh, where it's generations of people. <laughs> you know, like when you legacy. say legacy. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. All right, go ahead. 
Uh, Logan admits to Veronica that he fell for Carrie, and uh, that he, then he then he ended up being more of a sponsor than a boyfriend to her. And uh, yeah, he looks he looks pretty messed up about it. And uh, I just got to say, this is also very familiar stuff. <laughs> this is this is Logan post uh, Lily. You know, I mean, yeah, the really kind yeah. of playing echoes of stuff we that is that's worked before. Uh, yeah, this. This how we're focusing on the mystery, but on the edges, look how sad. Look at what Logan's going through that we're not even addressing. Yeah, we're not even. That's not even a focus of us. But he's going through, you know, a terrible heartache. Uh, and uh, yeah, he drops her off, gives her a little forehead kiss, and says goodbye. Yeah, because Veronica was just here to help him screen lawyers with her lawyer <laughs> skills. Not with any, there's no other skills. That's what she offered her services. She's now supposed to head back to New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pence is expecting her because she's got to meet his parents. Meet the parents, yes. We get a little uh, cameo appearance by TMZ. Do you ever watch this show? Like, ever like stumble upon it in the middle of the night? Yes. Uh huh. So yeah. Like or like I walk in a patient's room and they're watching it and I'm like immediately judging them. Yeah. And they're like, oh no no no! I don't usually watch this. So gross. Uh, I don't know. They're, they are vultures. Um, but you know they they are there to play the character, <laughs> which is exactly them, and just talking, you know, judging uh, somebody before they're even um, uh, convicted, and you know, just I don't know, making a making a meal out of uh, you know somebody they don't know. I don't know. I just hate gossip people. <laughs> um, so uh, Veronica the next morning pulls out her accessories: her taser, pepper spray, fake IDs, her big camera, leather jacket, big purse. <laughs> She says she's drawn in. Keith is sad to see Veronica call Piz and then uh, step out the door in her Veronica gear. And Logan is there looking like Jake Ryan. And uh, and that's when he says to her, you should only wear this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hashtag love goes to uh, Ruby's apartment. And while they're kind of monitoring it... Um, they talk about. Well, go ahead. Were you no, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not there. We're not there yet. Go ahead. Logan, Logan recalls like the 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 party and the Carrie. Uh, you know, Ruby could have gotten into Carrie's uh, house with a, a flower delivery and ended up getting kicked out. And um, then Logan tells Veronica about that night. And Carrie texted Logan, "I need your help." And an alarm code didn't work. He finds her in the tub. He didn't see the any sort of extension cord. And uh, yeah. Um, and I guess, I don't know, Veronica, they, they take off and uh, we find out Carrie's big song was uh, Holding My Breath, which is seems to be all about drowning, which is like, hmm, clues. It's actually a real song by a uh, uh, twin sister, Mr. Twist, twin sister or something, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, Keith still, after all this time, does not trust Logan. <laughs> and Veronica has to remind him, I know what I'm doing. And so, yeah, Veronica gets into the apartment by uh, doing location scouting for Cleaning Switch film. <laughs> oh, so good. Like, this is this is what we came here for. <laughs> to uh, see Veronica lie to get into places she's not supposed to be. <laughs> she also uses the alias Pam Martin, which is uh, short for Pamela Sue Martin, the uh, actress that played Nancy Drew on TV. That's a little trailer. Oh, Finds a Neptune yearbook, DPU, don't let the bastards get you down. A little Handmaid's Tale there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Della Pew is Ruby Jetson. She she has a murder wall. <laughs> yes. Veronica calls Wallace to ask for Della's student file. <laughs> Classic. 
Oh, that was so great. You know, you know, I'm a teacher. You know, I can't do that. Well, you know, she's not a current student. She's an old student. Oh, okay. That makes it better. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, the cops are called to the apartment and uh, Sax shows up to arrest her. Oh, Sax. Mustache is back in style again. Yeah. Uh, Keith and Cliff come to the police department to pick her up. Keith's not happy. Things get tense between Keith and Lamb. And uh, yeah, because then, like you know, you can't take the bar if you're a, a you know a felon. Felon, yeah. To get you know charged with this, you won't be a, you know your future is completely different. But the girl Della or whoever Della is like, Ruby. oh, yeah. BFFs. Yeah, <laughs> we're just it's just a practical joke. You know how George Clooney, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, later she says that Veronica threw her off of Dance Team, (laughs) which uh, we were just talking about Veronica being on Dance Team, like last week, I believe. Um, And then we we see that uh, uh, Ruby's got some information, but uh, Logan has to take Ruby out for a date, and they go to the Niner Club. Where Veronica tells uh. Justin Long to fuck off, uh, <laughs> which is like, yeah, this is not a TV show. <laughs> Kyle Barnheimer shows up to uh, try to get Veronica to smile, where she says that uh, her boyfriend's a hitman. And then uh, Dak Shepard uh, tries to uh, woo her with his tongue. Oh, I love that. That was so cute. <laughs> Ruby says she has an alibi, uh, was at a club, and... uh, Yeah, the bouncer, uh, yeah, the bouncer uh, backed up her alibi. Mm -hmm. She couldn't get in. They wouldn't let her in. She was just in line. That's when Jamie Lee calls. You know, we'll have you start Monday. And so Veronica has to tell tell Logan she's got to leave. Ruby then says she has suspects. Her dad, who Carrie fired as a manager, and she also has a tattoo with a symbol for serenity. Serendipity, sorry. And then Ruby points out that Carrie's uh-huh. latest album hints he she uh, boned a priest in Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because she went to Catholic school before she came to uh, Neptune. But oh yeah, she was saying her, you know, her dad could be a suspect. Already checked him out. He was in Europe at the time. Right. So, um, Ruby gets a kiss at the end of the night, and then uh, <laughs> Veronica and Logan um, take the long way home. And uh, yeah, love is real. L-O-V-E. And we have a great Surf Gen Stevens song, Chicago, playing as they're driving. It's a wonderful sequence. Um, do you remember? And a gorgeous BMW. Yes. I was thinking, oh, we did, did we know who he was Back then, that was when he was just getting big. I'm, I don't know. I don't know music. I don't know music either. I'm old. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wallace and Mac show Veronica a video. It's Carrie singing with Susan Knight, uh, the one that was... Uh, oh, they're like, oh, Mars I, Mars. yeah. yeah. Uh, Wallace was like, oh, yeah, I remember who that is now. Yeah. Ruby tries to reenact And it. so the audience also did do that. <laughs> <laughs> so she threatens to burn the school down and, and gets uh, expelled, I believe. So, does Ruby have a grudge? Oh my gosh. And Veronica thinks that Mac and Wallace are taken to, her, to a lobster place called Mama Leone's. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, lo- I, I just love names that echo through Veronica Mars and iZombie. Um, do you remember Mama Leone? Uh, 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 yeah, from Renegade? Mama Leone was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but surprise, they're taking her to the reunion and Piz is flying in. Yay! <laughs> so we see Madison Seclair, who pretends not to know who Veronica is. Dick is there with his classic belt flask. Uh, Gia is there and says that we get a little update from her. She she hated her for a long time and then she got some therapy and now she's made peace with it and invites Veronica to the after party. Uh, Corny's there. He makes duct tape wallets. Good for him. Yay, Corny. Making that Etsy cash. <laughs> Weevil is there, married to a girl named Jade and has a three-year-old daughter named Valentina. Owns his own shop. Yay. Everybody and he is things. attending tea parties. Mm. And uh, you know, we see Logan arguing with Sean. Uh, Parker was supposed to have a storyline in this film about how she was living some sort of uh, real housewives of Beverly Hills lifestyle, but they ran out of money uh, at the end and it had to be left out. Mm. Yeah. And Madison cues Shelly Pomeroy, who has a <laughs> tablet. <laughs> Not the same actress, by the way. <clears throat> a Samsung tablet. A Samsung tablet uh, to play the In Memoriam. And so we see Felix Toombs, who uh, who died, and Meg Manning. We don't we don't see her face, but we hear her name. So I'm sure there were some sort of rights issues. Uh, Rhonda Landers, who died on the bus. Uh, Carrie Bishop. And then we hear someone go, murderer, and they show photos of her and Logan. And then we see Susan Knight, and she is in a photo with Carrie in front of the boat Serendipity. It's so funny. This is the same actress that played Susan Knight in Mars vs. Mars, and she came back for this movie to to just, like, take, like, two pictures. <laughs> <laughs> there's that there's this one and then there's one that comes later and i i think she did the the talent show flashback thing too uh. but it's funny uh veronica tells logan how susan drowned off of serendipity and it's like putting it all together it's the, dr- the drowning song maybe someone killed susan and carrie was tormented by it and logan says the boat party boat party the boat party was uh Carrie, Susan, Stu Cobbler, who we've never heard of, uh, Dick, Gia, and Luke Halderman. And Logan says he threatened Sean, who put pictures of Carrie doing coke on his Instagram. And that's when Pit- Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just... Oh. Wait, is Luke... Is that Sam... Sam Huntington. Huntington? Okay. Who's returned. Um, if we remember, he was in the episode, uh, You Think You Know Someone, where he was a part of that whole steroid smuggling operation that went wrong, and then oh, the yeah. other Jimmy Olsen ripped him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but he was also, he's also plays a, he's a big character in just uh, the Veronica Mars uh, mythos. He's the one that gave Dick the GHB that ended up in Veronica's drink. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so Piz arrives. He says he's ready for some solo Rob Thomas. <laughs> and that's when Madison puts the sex tape on the screen. And, uh, yeah, unlike what we heard in season three, this looks like a sex tape. Like, we see someone grinding. We see basically what's supposed to be Piz grinding into Veronica under blankets. So, I mean, unless they were, like, dry humping. <laughs> That, that was some def- you know, she told Logan that they, she's never had sex. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if she was trying to save Logan and her dad from being upset by saying that her and Piz didn't do it when there was photographic evidence that they did it. <laughs> what seemed to be, we never saw it, but it seemed to be, you know, you don't call it a sex tape unless it looks like they're having sex. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> 
Piz says Neptune really does sit on a hell of a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when all the punching starts. Logan starts punching, Weevil joins, and then Piz does. This is what men do, right? And then Wallace turns off the projector and joins the fight. And then Dick joins in. And Veronica sets off some sprinklers. And Madison says, what are you going to do? Use your stun gun. Isn't that getting old? And Veronica punches her out and says, original enough for you. And, uh... Yeah. uh, Of course Madison would be the person that registers you at the class reunion. (laughs) That's so obvious. Yep. Because she said, you've been sitting there since graduation, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) And we get a Clemens. Clemens shows up for a moment to tell Veronica that it's been peaceful at the school, but also boring. (laughs) So we go to Gia's after party and Veronica is dancing. Of course there's an after party. Yes. One party's not enough. There has to be an after party. And we have to go spend time with these awful people that everybody everybody hates each other. Why do they want to have two parties in one day? <laughs> well, I think this is more uh, exclusive to people that Gia probably wants to hang out with. So it's mm-hmm. Gia's after party. So it's like, you know, you're hanging out with a whole bunch of people. You want to go hang out with a certain group of people. You don't want to deal with others. Uh, so yeah, we have uh, uh, all our all our prime suspects, including uh, Cobb, uh, played by Martin Starr. Cobb, not a character from the show ever, played by but he else. but he was Roman in Party Down. <laughs> it's, that's true. He's also in Silicon Valley, <laughs> and he looks just like my brother-in-law. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, okay, won't well, be worried. Um, so Cobb says that Susan was last seen throwing up off the side of the boat. She wasn't a good swimmer. And he says he's got PTSD from it. And Luke says that it was a crazy night. And Gia says that she and Luke are getting married. He's the son of a congressman. And Gia says that Carrie was going to be her bridesmaid. And then meanwhile, Weevil stumbles onto some PCHers harassing Celeste Kane. And she gets scared and shoots him. Oh, no. And then she accuses Weevil of threatening her with a gun and saying, time to party. <laughs> uh, uh, which Weevil takes offense at. Yeah, <laughs> he's a like, party, time to party. Yeah, stop this before people, it gets out that I said time to party. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he says their gun was planted on him and Cliff kind of mentions that, you know, the police is pretty corrupt. This happens a lot. And Keith tells Veronica to leave and this is going to be his case and these cops are dangerous not to mess with them. What yeah, so we... Immediately mess with them. <laughs> yeah, this has gone past... Be, past this is... The police department has gone way past not doing anything. Right. They're like corrupt now. Totally. Um... So, yeah, Veronica puts on her Spanish accents. uh, Ah, this was great. Ask Stan Lamb for this file. Jerry O'Connell. You know, he's no Michael Muni, but, you know, I think he pulled it it off really well. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And then Veronica goes to a different police department, the San Diego police, and visits uh, (gasps) Leo. Oh, Leo. I really like Leo. I know, that was cute. (laughs) Last time you asked me for anything, you were dolled up and you brought pizza. And, of course, she did. <laughs> I could have sworn I heard somewhere that you were with the FBI. Another life, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leo investigated the Susan case, and he says that Susan Knight case, but uh, nobody was found. And uh, we, go, we go to Dick, who's chuckling over a picture of Piz being punched. 
Uh, and then Veronica notices in a different picture that there's no anchor on the serendipity boat and realizes that it must have been used to weigh Susan's body down. And mm. so Mac shows her a video of Carrie on Perez Hilton's website, Another Low Life. Um, same angle. Uh, this is a, like a tablet from the MTV VMAs. And we, oh my gosh. I couldn't believe we took this course, but oh, it's James Franco took several of those. And hey, James Franco had some videos, some embarrassing videos of him show up on the internet too. Uh, trying on skinny jeans, trying to figure out a words that rhyme with orange. <laughs> yeah, this was back when James Franco had that persona of idiot. <laughs> you know, and then he went to college, got his master's in literature, and now he's different. I mean, he's not this like. This was five years ago. This wasn't that long ago. This is no. during like his like, Seth Rogen stuff. And, yeah, I, uh, hold on. Freaks and Geeks was before that. Hold on. James Franco, college. 2011, he went to Columbia. Oh, okay. Masters oh. in filmmaking. Columbia Law? No. Oh, he went to Yale? Hold on. Well, I will say. Anyway. While you're looking through the internet, which is very interesting. He's more mature now. He was very immature back then. Okay. Uh, this is where we see Stephen Dengler. The top donator for Kickstarter who pledged $10,000 and he won a speaking role in the film as uh, the James Franco Gene Genie YouTube video host. Okay. Veronica gets into uh, Franco's trailer by saying she's got some original token token manuscripts Uh, (laughs) and then tells him that the uh, tablets were loaded with spyware, which basically ends up leading Veronica to Vinnie Van Lowe, who is waiting by a dancing gorilla. Do you know who the dancing gorilla was? Who? Ryan Hansen. Why? <laughs> uh, I guess they had somebody for it, but that person didn't show up, or I don't know. But Ryan Hansen was like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she asks him for everything he got off of uh, Carrie's tablet, and we see, go to his van. We see he works for Roscoe Lock and Key, and there's a nice big typo non destructive uh, lock opening. It's uh, written on the side of the van, which could be just in character uh, misspelling. I don't know. <laughs> so he never became sheriff. I, they don't mention anything about that, which is maddening. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's made a ton of money from these tablets, and he he gives her the footage. And uh, Logan and Veronica watch it, and we see that uh, Gia is the one that sent Logan that text. So Logan and Veronica, of course, being the law-abiding citizens they are, they bring. Um, the evidence to Dan Lamb, Logan, wearing an obnoxious trucker hat, which... Oh, be- yeah, because... Which was mentioned earlier that her yeah. dad had a hat that had a camera in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Logan's just sitting there, just <laughs> just sitting there, not saying anything. It's funny, because they don't, like, pay that off till the end of the movie, but... Yeah. At, at the time, I was like, are they... Are, are, were we supposed to have forgotten about that? Because I completely remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that there's a spike you have in there. Veronica outlines a plan to kill Carrie, which was Gia snuck Luke in her truck after she left. He snuck in, murdered her. Luke took the tablet, changed the alarm code. He gave Gia the tablet, who then texted Logan, and they wanted to keep her quiet because of uh, what happened with Susan. But Dan Lamb is, you know, he's not focusing on this. He's pissed about Veronica fooling him playing uh, Martina Vasquez. And he also mentions he doesn't really give a shit if Logan isn't guilty. So, some pretty damning stuff. Uh, so, Veronica calls Biz, but he's had enough. His parents are here, and she's not. It's time to break up. And, you know, he wishes that she felt the draw to uh, 
the, to be to, to be with him as she does to be in Neptune, which she doesn't. Which, you know. Piers, she just doesn't love you. Dude, I mean, you're just like, you're just okay. She's just not that into you. No. Um, so Keith is upset at Veronica because Truman Mann left a message. They're moving on. He's like, you're throwing it all away for what? But then he gets called away. His secret informant is, of course, Deputy Sachs. And, oh, I thought that was great. Of course. Yeah. And uh, Logan is walking to the house, but uh, we Sax gets spooked because he's telling Keith they got about this information about the planted gun and Weevil. And they, they quickly drive off, but someone in a truck smashes into their car. And Logan runs, pulls Keith out of the car right before the truck uh, wails into it again. And uh, we go to the hospital and the doctor says that Keith's going to be in the ICU for a while, but Sax is... DOA. Yeah. Oh, poor sex. Completely forgot he died. Yeah, and it's it was great because like with the police department being so corrupt, you you buy it. Yeah. You can see that that would happen. Um, it's it's so crazy because you know um I think in the our last podcast I had said something about how uh oh sex I don't think sex it doesn't show sex being in revival and I wasn't trying to be cute I honestly uh. forgot that he. I guess he's not. (laughs) So Veronica brings Veronica, Veronica, Logan brings Veronica home and tucks her in. This is also very familiar. Yes. (laughs) Reminiscent of season two. But instead of him, uh, you know, either sleeping on the couch or, or leaving, uh, Veronica comes out and tells him not to leave. And there is hotness and shirt and waking up the next day together. Yep. Uh, so, Veronica has flowers with a bug delivered to Gia, watches from the roof with a telephoto lens. That that image was all over the promotions uh, for the movie. Uh-huh. Um, calls her. Gia lives in a warehouse. Yeah, nice place. <laughs> um, <laughs> calls her with uh, Carrie's recorded voice. Kind of to Spooker, which makes Gia call Cobb and turns out, no, it's not Luke because Luke is actually at a West Hollywood bathhouse and Logan's uh, spying on him. Luke is using Gia as a beard and Cobb tells him. Oh, because he's a senator's son. Yeah. And uh, Cobb and Gia go to the bedroom together. And then there's a bit of a signal interruption. We find out 88.6, which is the frequency the bug is on, is also a classic rock station. And Veronica spots the tablet, that Samsung tablet, and tells Logan she's got to get it. And uh, Logan's worried, but she says she can handle Gia. So after Cobb leaves, Veronica goes over. Um, Cobb runs into an old hippie neighbor who tells him what he heard on the radio, who I don't know if you noticed. Freaks and geeks. Yep, (laughs) it's Dave Allen. And this is so disturbing that Gia... Is marrying this guy that she doesn't love, mm-hmm. and then she has to have sex with Cobb, who I'm, I mean, can you imagine? Ugh. He's so gross, mm-hmm. <laughs> and being you know uh, forced into it because, to keep her quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, Cobb goes to his apartment and listens to the bug on the radio. He is across the way from um, Gia's apartment to always watch her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he moved in across mm-hmm. so he can be close to her, and she's not allowed to have curtains. And Cobb uh, actually wasn't even invited to the boat party. He was their drug dealer and insisted that they take him. Mm. And uh, yeah, Susan hit a low point. We get she says she she cried. Um, she gave her baby up for adoption, so we now know where the baby is. 
And uh, then she passed out. She's barely breathing. Cobb said she'd be okay, but uh, Carrie ended up finding Susan dead. So Cobb came up with the Ann Carrie idea, and luckily we find out that Dick was passed out during all this. And all his braggadocia about partying that night, like, <laughs> he was completely out cold. So luckily Dick is not implicated in any of this, even though, you know, it's like he's got enough shade on him already. <laughs> He doesn't need to be a part of a uh, covering up a murder or not even, a, I don't know. What do you call this? An accidental death? I don't know. Homicide? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Cobb then took a picture of them dumping the body and now he owns them. And blam, Gia's shot. Veronica calls Oh, that was the surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And yeah, I love that Veronica calls for help and she says that a cop has been shot just because she knows the police will come faster. Uh, and then, yeah, we get this pretty scary chase through the warehouse. She's hiding. Yeah. And you think that he knows where she is, but then she jumps out behind him and gets gets Chases a him. jump on him. Yeah. Pepper sprays him. Uh, oh, uh, she texts Keith to say she loves him. Oh. And yeah, oh, she also set up a cat to be murdered. She put the cat in a garbage can, <laughs> and he shoots at the garbage cans. And she uh, she ends up hitting him with the golf club and knock him out. But it's like, man, if he shot any lower, he probably could have killed the cat. <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> uh, so we get TMZ showing back up again, and yeah, they get that photo. And of course, it's right on TV. It's, <laughs> these three people carrying this dead body. And uh, it's just so funny that Christine Lakin, uh, who is in Mars vs. Mars, that's her. She, she gets to show up as a dead body. Um, so Cobb is charged with two murders, carries, and oh my god, Gia's dead. So no Christian Ritter in the no. new series. And uh, that video of Lamb is then released as well. So I'm very, you know, interested to see how this kind of upends the corruption in Neptune, or if it does at all, who knows? Um, if you want to look for details in this TMZ thing, I was mainly trying to keep my vomit down. Um, but uh, in the sidebar, the names are Army Hammer, Jessica Chastain, Leighton Meester, Aaron Paul, Melissa Leo, and Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All, uh, all Veronica guest stars. If we do them when we had them yeah. first. Yep. Keith wakes in the hosp- wakes up in the hospital. Veronica's there sleeping. Logan's got to go. He's got 180 days of service, and then he's going to return. And he says, what's 180 days to us? Our story's epic, spanning years, consonants. Veronica says, lives ruined, bloodshed, come back to me. And he says, always. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Piaz. And of course, that's the uh, that's a reference to season two's Look Who's Stalking, the anti-prom, that whole speech there. Oh. Oh, that didn't sound familiar to you? It did, but I didn't know if it was from something else. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica gets lunch with Wallace in the quad, which was nice. That was. And then she that, smiles at that, that, that girl that was, by herself. Yeah, that was worth uh, Wallace being a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because wasn't Wallace. Side-lined. Yeah, wasn't Wallace going to be an engineer? Yep. Yep. Maybe he's teaching engineering in high school. Let's hope so. Uh, Veronica playing cards with Keith. Keith urges her to go back to New York, but she has other plans. And uh, we see Veronica in Mars Investigations, in charge. Mac and Mac playing the receptionist. He, she's the girl in the chair. 
And uh, Weevil, also back to who he's who he was. He's in his leather. He's back with his PCH gang, and he's looking for some payback. So dot 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 to that. Who knows? And uh, she says, "This is who I am. My name is Veronica, and I am an addict." Hello, Veronica. And then we have Dandy Warhols playing us out. So yay, Veronica Mars movie. Yeah, I mean, it gives us you know a lot of what we love about veronica mars but there was something mm-hmm. missing there was like keith okay when veronica comes home late and keith's asleep on the couch in front of the television in the show he would there would be it would be cute there would be something up with that he would be <laughs> he'd be faking it he was wide awake you know or i mean we just didn't get that you know who's your daddy we didn't get that keith daddy yeah, personality reduced to the uh you know just to being constantly disappointed in her you know yeah hopefully in the series that he won't be playing that role you know i mean like when he was happy to see her it was nice but i don't know i just needed more keith mars um let's see what else i mean logan was great I thought I thought you know again too a little little too echoey of his but but those are kind of his strengths you know the uh-huh. soul you know yeah you know the being accused of murder and being tortured over a murdered girlfriend is uh, it's just a little bit too familiar so yeah been there done that different. yeah uh, Dick is always great being Dick Wallace and Mac were fun was sad they were drinking Budweisers <sighs> and uh, you know selling out I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you know Wallace not as much selling out, but Mac definitely. But oh, Mac was all, always about the money anyway. <laughs> but she had a heart, so it wasn't that bad. Glad we didn't. Glad she wasn't still with Max. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else? Did we mention Dick? Dick is Dick. Dick will always be Dick. Yeah. So um, good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So after the movie. Uh, we had Rob Thomas with Jennifer Graham uh, release two novels featuring Veronica Mars Mysteries. Um, they're titled The Thousand Dollar Tan Line and Mr. Kiss and Tell. Did you read any of these? Read. <laughs> I got to tell you, I listened to A Thousand Dollar Tan Line mainly because Kristen Bell was narrating it. Oh, that, that would be great. Sad thing was, it's not in first person. So what? Yeah, it's not written in first person. So it's not Veronica Mars narration. It is Kristen Bell telling a story about a Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So okay. It's not like the noir thing, you know. Uh, but the storyline is uh, basically Veronica tracks down a missing girl. Um, it's uh, this is during the 180 days she's apart from Logan, uh, which actually frustrated many fans. They wanted more Logan and Veronica, and he's pretty much has conversations with her on Skype, you know, throughout moments of, of the novel. And this this whole story was actually a version th- th- this novel was a version of the story that Rob had originally re- envisioned for the movie, which revolved around graduation day at Hearst College, uh, Wallace and Matt graduating, uh, Veronica being sidetracked by freeing Keith from pr- prison and also there was a murder which affected the Beach City's uh, spring break business, 
Which is funny because the revival it says something about like mur- murder during spring break. So I wonder yeah. if they're kind of adapting something from there. I don't know. Huh. They say this and the next book are canon. Uh-huh. So I don't. I, we'll see. Yeah. So he was originally going to use that story, but then he decided he needed to tell the story of the characters all coming back to Neptune after several years apart. So yeah, there was a lot story. he had to do in this yeah. movie. There was a yeah. lot. I never read Mr. Kiss and Tell, but I don't know if you remember Meg Manning's little sister, Grace. Uh-huh. That was uh, in the closet. Uh-huh. Well, apparently Veronica is investigating a case when Grace is uh, uh, brutally raped in the Neptune Grand. Ooh. So, yeah. I haven't read that one. So. Yeah, I don't think I'll be rushing out to read that. <laughs> I'm a completist. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I feel bad I haven't, but I just, I guess I'll have to find the audio book version. I'll just listen to it like a podcast. So, uh, this is kind of like a halfway point. Well, probably hopefully three quarters point because I don't want to spend as much time talking about playing again, Dick, but. Uh, uh, let's just say it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Oh uh, my gosh. Logan, uh, 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 Logan Eccles, uh, What's his face? Jason Doring. Oh my God. Working out on that, that pull up machine. Uh-huh. And oh that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> or or and or uh Enrico on Skype. <laughs> that long you know, given given Ryan those instructions of taking something to Tom Hanks. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't even know what he was. It was. He was so funny, well, and I don't well, even know what he was talking about. Let me do the setup. This is going to be interesting during Gilmore Girls because you know what? I'm not going to be taking as much uh, notes, and I'm going to be kicking back. And yeah, we're not. Narrate this all. We're not. We're not doing three hours. We're going to say, "Oh, that was funny. That was cute. I love that." Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. The, I have. I have. I have a whole bunch of like trivia. I got to tell you. That. Oh God. <laughs> I, I just. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right, been, so, this has been uh, all right. Go ahead. Well, okay. So this, this is for the fans. Come on. Uh, so after the movie was big, the digital division of Warner Brothers was like, "We need a dick-centered series." And they 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 approached Ryan Hansen, and uh, most of the original cast responded favorably. But Rob Thomas was like, "Eesh, I'm, I'm really don't want to get involved with this. I got Eye Zombie uh, coming up. Uh, it's not the right time." Um, and it was almost canceled because of that hesitation. But then the network brought um, uh, some of his acquaintances to take care of uh, uh, the, the show or to, to help carry most of the load. And that's a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Bob Dearden. And also uh-huh. uh, he, he – so he helped Rob write every episode. And uh, Viet Nguyen, who was also on this podcast, uh, uh-huh. directed I noticed that he episodes. directed – was he in it? Yes, he was. He was usually the one that uh, Ryan was, would talk to, who was behind the camera. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I <laughs> Rob Thomas said, "I honestly thought we'd do it in a day, and it would be like Ryan Hansen sitting on a couch playing Xbox, and you just re- rotate the other five or six cast members, and it would be just like them chatting for three or four minutes." Uh, on a couch when I said yes that's what I imagined when I showed up at the first production meeting and they had given us so much more money and they had higher expectations Um, so the filming schedule for the entire series was eight days at the beginning of August 2014 um, with uh, Ryan Hansen recalling that the cast and crew like shot 14 pages of script every day and um, Ryan Hansen says about returning to the role of Dick he says once you play Dick he develops inside you (laughs) 
I mean, it is amazing the to watch the transformation from like because they reference in the show about how Dick was just a glorified extra and he had one line. One line. It was Logan, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and he did too. <laughs> It's just how he evolved. I mean, this is just great. Uh, so okay, so I love that the the show does open up with you know, like the the opening theme song for uh, Private Dick, and I love that he's he's the dog that he's laying there on the bed with is actually Bob Dearden's dog Jervin. Oh, cute dog. But uh, just the Magnum PI kind of theme, and Jason Doring the the freeze of him raging out over video games. <laughs> <laughs> Or Kristen Bale. She was like, you just filmed this as I walked up to the door. So that's a great first conversation with Kristen Bell. Just a couple of notes I had. that They compared the spinoff to uh, Angel and Joey. But those are <laughs> beloved characters. <laughs> Do we, I love this. Doing a dick spinoff would be like basing a series around Johnny from Cobra Kai. <laughs> Three years later, Cobra Kai is actually a pretty big show on YouTube. I know I- I know I had to tell Edward. I said they actually did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dick's premise is that he's in a government program with smart pills. Keith goes blind, takes Dick on as a protege, and Veronica gets married. Married, pops out kids, and goes into realty. <laughs> <laughs> I and love we, that they got the CW executives. <laughs> yeah, Mark Pedowitz, and uh, oh, I forget what the other guy's name is. But yeah, he's like, like something this is Stanley gonna, or something. This is gonna be all dessert, and we're gonna appeal to non-nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan asks Kristen if she does any singing for a musical that's possibly going to be in season two. And she's just like, what? <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So the second one is all about, is basically him and, um, him and, uh, Jason, uh, Joker and the ace cruising for a couple of Queens. No, wait, let's take that again. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many great jokes. Is Ryan saying, no, 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 we're not going to have, have any script. We're just going to do whatever comes to our heads. And then they just kind of stare at each other, you know, uh, <laughs> it's like not able to come up with any funny lines. And then Jason telling him that he needs to get into shape. Uh, Ryan says they sold all sorts of t-shirts for the movie. Team Logan, Team Piz, and Team Dick. And La- Team Dick was won by a landslide. But strangely, they sold a lot of men's l- men's size large. Uh, how about that uh, uh, Skype conversation with Chris Lowell? Oh, uh, that was great. I want you to play Piz. Fuck off. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> uh, and I like how Enrico couldn't, uh, like, I'm not allowed in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Toronto. We, we can make this work, right? Uh, but it's really good that they. talking, Blondie. <laughs> it's really good that they could do the Skype thing when the yeah. actors couldn't be in the same city. That was really great. Oh, the one time he talked to me on set. He said to me, I will never forget these words. You're in my light, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he talks about how he and, and him and Enrico didn't really act together. Yeah. They were very rarely in a scene one together. Scene, he mentions that one scene where he goes to uh, Veronica's, Veronica's house, house and asks yeah. for help. Yeah. Uh, we, and I love, okay, Percy, Di- Percy Daggs III playing basically Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> oh, fiction. yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wondered if this was the writer saying, we made mistakes with Wallace. <laughs> I wonder if they were like, we really regret Wallace being such a good guy. 
such a yeah. I don't know. I think it's just kind of uh, what, what would what would the most like extreme version of Percy Dags be like? I just don't give me bullshit. You know, give me the, you know. It's it's like what we we get the reverse with uh, Francis Capra. You think he's going to be like this tough tough biker dude, but he's just like he's an actor. <laughs> he looks oh. for the craft. Rob had no respect for the craft. <laughs> I love that Percy brought a girl with him. Who is listed in the credits as Skank with Attitude, played by Rose McIver. But, uh, yeah. uh, That was a surprise. That was a shock. Because she doesn't look cheap. Come on. Rose does not look cheap. (laughs) I don't know. She's all made up wearing, like, leopard print and acting kind of dumb. I don't know. (laughs) And then Percy's just like, you just invited a vampire into your house. (laughs) He walks out. I know. I was like, does he mean literally or figuratively? (laughs) He's going to live off you. So, yes, Francis Capra, so great in this. Mm -hmm. If if Rob made you look like an idiot, if he made me track down an egg that was stuck up a frat boy's ass, I would have walked off that set. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ron said, oh, technically we had a bum do it. (laughs) I was in Henry V. Remember, my last line was someone asking someone to help me with their car. What was your last time? I don't know. Something about titties. See? <laughs> uh, we even got a great business title in here, Vietnam Nom Nom, <laughs> which is the delivery service. Oh. <laughs> Just the, the, you know, the whole, you know, Asian stereotype of uh, not understanding what they're saying. And, you know, Viet there is there as the director. Just translating simple numbers that the guy is clearly saying, but mine is not <laughs> understanding it because of the accent. Uh, Kim Moreno shows up. Really funny. Just zero interest in what's going on. But, you know, he, he's happy to help write. <laughs> and then we have Gaston. Oh, is the choreographer played by yes because the Buckley. network yeah the network is uh demanding a dance number mm-hmm. um what what else okay so we oh, have- i love okay how gaston has to play uh logan, <laughs> logan. and how the rape the campus rape guy <laughs> who had the casino yeah. has to play duncan kane <laughs> Like, yep. that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Duncan was eaten by a shark, <laughs> according to Flanagan Dick. Uh, some trivia for you. Uh, to play the role of Duncan Kane, Rob Thomas tried to contact original actor Teddy Dunn, who had left acting to become an, a lawyer. Uh, Dunn was initially open to appearing in the series, stating, I would have actually liked to have done it, see everybody and catch up and have some fun. He did not specify why he refused the offer, but also said that he was very hesitant to return to the role in any canonical appearance. So the role was given to Ryan Devlin, so who played Mercer on the show. And, uh, I just, you know, it's funny because it's like, I love that um, Ryan Devlin talks about how fucked up it is that he was like the campus rapist. And now he's like, you know, playing Duncan Kane. Um, and uh, Weevil uh, gives a lofty eulogy. What else? Um, there's a murder. There's a murder. Who's is it? Weevil's murder? No, I uh, don't know. I enjoyed. Oh yeah, I Weevil's enjoyed yeah. the setup of the TV show <laughs> more than the film and the actual TV show. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it got re- that's true. It, I mean, it just it just um, spiraled out of control to where it got to be too ridiculous. Oh, you but I like guess that that's action the, scene. <laughs> But I guess that's the point. It, you know, it was just ridiculous. Action scene. Action, action, action. 
where what he, he fights the guy, uh, the delivery guy in the kitchen. Oh yeah. But uh, we have uh, Darren Norris doing the voice. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> of course. How about uh, Ryan Hansen um, talking about Game of Thrones, saying that they wanted him initially as Jon Snow, and just this really bad Kit Harrington. <laughs> But uh, it's just funny because Ryan Hansen and Kristen Bell and all of them. I mean, you saw the pictures I posted. In the oh, yeah. And so yeah. I had to Google Ryan Hansen's wife. So uh-huh. Ryan Hansen's wife and Kristen Bell are best friends. And they all lived together in a house when they first came to Hollywood. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and Madison's there and Dick gets to have sex with him. Beaver's a ghost. Oh, that was <laughs> I great. promise to find you. Find out who murdered you. I told you I, I jumped off a building. <laughs> Um, Keith is interviewing people on a laptop on Duncan's coffin uh, and then he dies eating a burger um, what else oh then Dick gets another sex scene with uh, the character that Skank with Attitude is playing is actually called Horny Mourner <laughs> uh, good old Rose um, so yeah uh, but there's also women walking around in these lingerie i guess outfits at this funeral because this funeral is like at a beach house yeah on an island it's 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 like a vacation very magnum (laughs) oh okay and uh i love it the action scene is pretty funny though i mean you know it kind of goes on for a while but i love the part where he blows powder into dick's face and dick like rages out (laughs) 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 And then uh, beats him up and then uh, pulls off the mask and it's Clarence Weedman. Oh, that was great. That was so good. Who's <laughs> just like, I have no idea who Ryan is. This is just a job. I'm here for the, che- I'm here for the yeah. check. There's no check. <laughs> uh, so Veronica shows up. Madison shoots her, but Dick blocks the bullet. And then, and then Madison gets shot and it's Wallace. And he's like, it's about motherfucking time get your ass on wallace <laughs> which i just like that is a complete spit your drink out line and yeah in the final one um madison's mask gets pulled off and it's celeste Cade. and dick says he already knew by the contour of her vagina using the powers of dediction <laughs> and then um and then Wallace pulls it. They pull Wallace's mask off, and it's Duncan, who's played by Ryan Teflin. Uh, yeah, it's a bit strange that the serial rapist gets recast as Duncan Kane, but I got to make out with Veronica Mars. <laughs> um, and then we have dancing, yay! And then uh, Ryan shows the shows us the CW who passes. We're used to a certain level of competence. The smart pills would have saved it. <laughs> that was so satisfying that's just what we needed I love that Ryan says their loss is my gain and you see in the background there's three laptops of the Madison sex scene fired up and a box of Kleenex and hand lotion behind him oh, <laughs> and he says he sold it to Japan so and then we have a really fun actual dance sequence at the end where Ryan dances with everybody in the cast which is fun yeah fun. it was 
That was good. If you're a huge fan of Veronica Mars, you've gotten this far. You've got to check this. You got to check yeah, this out. Like, it's worth the. It's worth. I it. mean, I have a smile on my face the whole time that you're describing this. Yeah. Like it was. It, they're very short. How oh, yeah. long? Ten minutes. Yep. Like the longest one but, I think was eleven minutes. They're like eight eight parts, so you can watch it in in about an hour, a little over an hour. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, we are done for a while. Uh, you know, at least on we don't want to wait. Um, July twenty-six to we don't want to wait. People, July twenty-six is when Veronica Mars returns, and we will be covering all eight episodes. Hopefully, we'll just binge them and watch them and and, and cover them in like two weeks, basically. Because I don't think either of us wants to wait around like do one a week or anything like that. Nah. And then we'll get to some Gilmore Girls. Yay. Which, by my calculations, will t- take us 38 weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, how long did we do, How long did it take to do Smallville? Just about a year. Okay. So, yeah, if you are on the We Don't Want to Wait field, uh, uh, feed, please uh, subscribe to the iZombie podcast. It puts so much work into that and love and just, you know, you got to watch iZombie. Come on. And uh, iZombie people, we will be returning. Um, I'm hoping to do a bonus episode before the first episode airs but if not we will be back um probably a few days after um the may 2nd premiere to talk about the first episode of i zombie thug death so you psyched i am so ready for some eyes like this i'm like this was the great it was a great primer for like i I want some rob thomas back Mm -hmm. yes all right, well, uh, folks, if you are on We Don't Want to Wait, we'll we'll see you around the end of July. And if you're on the iZombie feed, uh, we'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>